there. Just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast or even watch it on YouTube. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to get any suggestions and understand what kind of content you're looking forward to hearing more about. So please rate, please comment, please subscribe. And if you leave a review for the podcast, you'll get a freebie for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi there. just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast or even watch it on YouTube. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to get any suggestions and understand what kind of content you're looking forward to to hearing more about. So please rate, please comment, please subscribe. And if you leave a review for the podcast, you'll get a freebie for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that. Welcome to the podcast, She is Fab, where we discuss all things fab, women empowerment, and life coaching. My name is Evelyn, also known as the Fab Chief Desk, and I am a mindset transformation coach. Welcome to another episode of the She Is Fat podcast. My name is Evelyn, your host, Mindset Transformation Coach. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Ambila Nath. She is a serial entrepreneur, certified coach, spiritual teacher, paid international speaker, and an avid follower of her passions. Her innate ability to combine both logic and spirituality to tune into a person's energy sets her apart as a coach. And she helps you to discover what you really need before putting you on the path to go out and get it. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. I am so glad to have you and so excited to learn more about you and your path. So tell us a little bit more. You are doing so much as an entrepreneur. I am. And I think with time and stuff, one thing I've realized is not to block my um, abundance. So being a spiritual coach, um, one of the things that I've literally learned, even though the universe has been trying to tell me for so long, is that if it's trying to give me abundance, 
relating to things that I'm passionate to doing, then why on earth am I stopping doing them? So yes, that's why I'm a serial entrepreneur in the sense that I do energy healing, I do tarot readings, I do coaching as well. And I align all three within um, my business. So they work separately, but also in harmony in terms of giving the service I give to my clients. So, um, and it's work I enjoy. And I'm a tech person as well. So I have a lot of technical background. But again, it's all things that I really love and enjoy doing. So kind of like, you know, when you aim for that um, part in your life where you're working, but you don't feel like you're working. Mm-hmm. It's taken me decades to get there, but I feel as I've eventually achieved it. That is everyone's dream, right? We all from a young age are thought to follow our passions, to dream big, that we can accomplish all that we can. But as you become an adult and responsibility sets in, you tend to think on a different tangent. It isn't until maybe a later point that you're like, okay, I actually want to work and contribute in a way where it doesn't feel like I'm working. Exactly. And everybody goes on their own journey. And as I said, it takes time for, you know, even though I'm spiritual, tarot reading, all of that kind of thing, even in my journey, it took me a long time to actually wake up to it and realize Mm -hmm. my path because I resisted for so long because I was um, tuned to, came from the corporate world. So very much, you know, brought up that you just have one thing you focus on in your life in the sense of, you know, job or trade or whatever. And that's the way I was brought up. So when I started doing entrepreneurship, I was very much, I can only do one thing. I can't do multiple Mm. things because, you know, otherwise people are going to get confused with regards to what service I'm giving them and what I'm providing them. And even though I was doing the other things as hobbies and the universe is literally giving me clients and abundance and everything, I went, no, no, I can't do that. I can only be a coach. I can't do the rest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love so that you brought that awareness. It, I think it's a matter of going through your own journey and you find it in your own timeline. I'm not going to you know, say that mine happened overnight because it didn't I needed Mm -hmm. to learn my own lessons and fall down and then realize why I wasn't getting to where I wanted Mm -hmm. because I wasn't listening to myself so you made a lot of great points there right a lot of folks especially when they're starting their entrepreneurship journey they are expecting it to be the same as someone else's or they want the results to come quickly rather than later Uh, So for those of you listening and watching, it is important that you follow your path, what works for you and what is in alignment with you. And if you're really grounded in that why and what you want to pursue, just keep at it because eventually your time will come. Exactly. And another thing I've learned is it's all about keeping consistency, but also know that there'll always be people around you who will one, support you, but then there will be another element who won't completely understand what you do. So they might be the more cautious, you know, more loving kind of going, are you sure you want to continue? It's been such a long time. So when those kinds of people are lovingly from their point of view, just sharing their experience because they love you, but if you believe in your heart that this is what you want to do and this is what you want to follow, then believe and trust in yourself, trust in your own journey, trust in your own vision, but keep on adapting and being flex- flexible. 
because if you're not being flexible and changing as you know the lessons or challenges come into your life then I think that that's when you kind of it takes 10 times more longer to get there Mm-hmm. That's a very important message. Like you said, there'll be people who are in your corner who are supporting you and there'll be folks who may not support you. And it's surprising that sometimes those non-supporters can be even people in your family. So you really have to understand one, why you're pursuing the path you're pursuing, what your desired outcome is so that you can continue moving forward when your motivation fades, when your inspiration fades, when you have these non-supporters basically in your ear or telling you things that could negatively impact you. And also know that those negative supporters aren't necessarily negative. It's just that they don't understand the journey you're going through because they themselves have always chosen the more safer path. As entrepreneurships, mm-hmm. we go through a lot of challenges, where, you know, because we have to wear all the hats, not just the one hat, but all the hats. And mm-hmm. I remember when I started in my own family, there, there weren't entrepreneurs. So we didn't have a background of business. We didn't have a background of, you know, somebody succeeding. We had a lot of failures, but not somebody succeeding. So I even had those people in my uh, family. And up until the point that my business started to take off, that's when they started going, oh, it's not a hobby. She, she's not just playing around. It's actually happening. Whereas before it's like, oh, gosh, she's wasting time. She needs to sort her life out. Why doesn't she just, you know, get a job and all of that kind of thing. So, yeah. So trust in yourself and stay with the people who are supporting you and surround yourself with positive people who bring you up. Mm-hmm. Another good point you made there is that some of those uh, non-supporters may not understand what you're doing. They may have one mentality or have known you in a different capacity. And when they're seeing you do something different that they may not understand or they may not see immediate success, it can be mind boggling. It it can make them wonder and sort of lead them to try to influence you to alter your path. So that's a really good point too. Maybe educating, you know, could help to shift their mentality but end of the day, it doesn't matter what anyone outside is telling you, whether it's your supporters or non-supporters, you know what your goal is and how you're going to move forward to achieve it. So just stick to your path. 100%. Something else you mentioned, which I loved, is being multidimensional as an entrepreneur. I see it all the time where folks are like, you need to focus on one thing. If you do too many things, you will confuse the audience. Folks won't know how to engage you. But like you, I believe that you can do many things and do them successfully. Exactly. I mean, think of, you know, all the actors and everything, because this kind of came about with me really looking at all of those millionaires, all the famous people that we know. And you kind of sit there going, how on do they keep making money? But then they're known for, you know, one thing. So take George Clooney, known for being an actor and stuff. But then if you really get to kind of look at some of his other interviews and things, you realize that he's got this, you know, tequila business where he's become a billionaire he's got properties he's got other investments and things like that and when you start looking at their blueprint of how they're making money you realize that it's not by one avenue but what they're doing is doing stuff that they enjoy doing 
and if it's making you money and you enjoy it, and it sometimes does not even matter because one of the other things I will be moving into is property development. Property development has got nothing to do with life coaching and my spiritual business, but it's a passion that I love. So rather than kind of blocking yourself from things that you know can bring you abundance, it's about embracing it, but taking it in stages. Don't do everything all at once because if you're putting finances into the business and then all of a sudden you decide to you know, put it into the property and both end up failing, try to get one thing off the ground and then kind of you know, six months or whatever later start on something else. Try not to do everything all within the same time. Yes, great advice because just like multitasking, <laughs> as we all know, we can only really focus on one thing well at a time. And as an entrepreneur, you said it, we wear many hats. So if you're launching many things at once, there is an area that's going to suffer and that could negatively impact maybe one of your businesses, if not all of your businesses. So understanding, right, you can be a serial entrepreneur and do many things at once, but you have to make sure the focus is on the right thing to develop that and evolve it to where it needs to be. Yes, 100%. I love the way you summarize what I say. I'm just, you know, echoing you, <laughs> like you said, summarizing. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yes, that's the clear points. Mine's the waffle. Yours is the clear points. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, so a little secret, guys, those that are, are, are may not be podcasters, but a lot of times the guests wonder whether they're answering the questions or uh, being specific on the point. And they are, but I just like to, you know, rephrase things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love it. I honestly love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Ambila, Ambila, I have to ask, yes. because you're a serial entrepreneur, there has to be challenges with with how you're managing your time. Are you outsourcing or seeking help from others? Yes and no. Um, I'm building up to outsourcing more. At the moment, I'm outsourcing what I'm able to because my business is growing. So I'm still not at that point where I can have multiple lots of wonderful people, you know, to help me. Um, so the way I've done my business or I'm looking into it is that I'm looking at my whole business structure and looking at what I want to keep doing myself because I love it, what I want to delegate to somebody else because I can, um, and then what can I automate that's already in my business so that, you know, because I don't need to waste money to outsource it to somebody when actually an automation process can take care of it. So I think it's important within your business to kind of look at those three tiers and then only outsource absolutely what work needs to be outsourced so that you're not wasting money on, you know, things that you don't need to. So, um, but yes, I am getting there in terms of the help and everything else. So it's, it's slow stepping stones, but I want to get mm -hmm. to the point where I'm just 100% doing what I love doing. And I'm actually probably at 70% at the moment. Oh, that's great. And, and you know, those of you that are listening and watching, she is providing some really great tips on entrepreneurship, if that is your aspiration. Uh, when you are CEO and founder of your business, you start out doing everything as we talked about earlier. 
But over time, your time becomes more valuable. And so there comes a point where you should consider, okay, what can I automate? What can I outsource? And what are the areas that I'm really good at and that I'm passionate about that will bring in more revenue or evolve and develop the business? So I think it's so great that you're already doing that, that you're almost completing your journey when it comes to those three aspects. I only started doing them recently for myself. (laughs) I've been telling all of my clients and everybody else to do them. It's kind of like the builder syndrome. You fix everybody else's houses, but you don't do your own because you don't have time. And it's been exactly Mm -hmm. the same thing. So I've actually sat there playing catch up with regards to, oh, my God, I need to do this for my own business. I keep telling others to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But at least you have that awareness and you've already started working towards that, right? If if you were just, as you said, building everybody else's houses and disregarding your own, that would be a detriment to you. I'm fortunate in that sense because my corporate background was all about this. So it was all about automating, looking into systems, looking at how business processes work, what you do from you know beginning to end of a cycle in terms of providing the mm-hmm. service. So I already had that innate within me because I've been doing it for so many decades myself. And mm-hmm. so, but when it came to the growth of my business, I really have to start looking at it because without it, I can't grow. If I'm still holding on to everything, then I can't get to where I want to be because all I'm going to do is, you know, constantly just be in this little pigeonhole trying to just keep this wheel turning. So, yeah, so I really did have to take that step back. And I thought the bigger picture of my vision is that I want to be actually having a proper business, not just a one man Mm -hmm. band um, doing things and then there's so much more I want to grow into doing like pay, paying it forward which you know mm-hmm. I don't do as often as I would like but I'd like to make that as a branch of my business but again in stages because I need to bring the money in first get it to a point where I can then pay it forward where people will actually benefit to the maximum. Mm-hmm. I love that I love that you're already giving thought to how you can create wider impact with giving back, whether it's your community, to individuals, or to the world as a whole. I find that entrepreneurs who do that actually tend to have more success because their business isn't just founded on selfish pursuits. There's a lot more that goes into it. It, I think it's really important because it keeps you grounded. And plus, you realize that, I mean, you're a coach, I'm a coach. So we're kind of indirectly all doing that. But to be able to benefit so many more people and to save them time from the mistakes and challenges and everything else that you've been through. If you can help somebody else to get there and make their dream come true in the sense of, you know, for some people that might be being a millionaire, for others people, it's just being able to buy a house, you know, have their needs met and they're happy and content. So if you can give that to a person not only does that give you keep you grounded, but it also keeps you in touch with knowing that actually, you know, you're you're benefiting yourself in your own kind of spiritual growth and journey. Agreed. I always think of a droplet of water in a lake and how it ripples out all the effects that it has. So you never know really what your impact is in the world, right? We always think about where we are. 
our immediate surroundings, but it's actually wider than that. If somebody sat down and like really did a cause and effect, I can yeah. imagine it would go like worldwide. <laughs> it, it is so true. I mean, we both, especially now with COVID and stuff, businesses have just gone more online. So with regards to that, our reach and people who are looking at us on social media, our podcasts, all of those kinds of things, it's just so much more than we even are aware of. And to kind of know, you know, sometimes I'll get a message on um social media or direct and somebody's just said oh I loved that video you did or and I'm thinking what video where did you see the video (laughs) I don't even know you but the fact that somebody found whatever it was that you know I was talking about and stuff like that and it helped them you know that little snippet of whatever I might have just said because I say it and without even thinking but it's actually helped and changed somebody or given them that confidence to take the step that they needed to take that is a huge payment you know I think it's more priceless than actually having payment because you know you've actually changed somebody's life or their mindset or you know something positive mm-hmm. I agree with that and, and a lot of coaches that I talk to uh, they fall into a similar area where they've pursued coaching as part of a passion to create a bigger impact um, it's not all about the money right the money And the services you provide to get that money is like a bonus. But what you're in it for is in alignment with who you are as a person and what you're hoping to provide in terms of uh, output, in terms of impact. So like you said, when you get those messages, when you see people engaging with your content, giving you that feedback, that is a reward unto itself. It most definitely is. So since you brought up COVID, I have to ask, how has the pandemic impacted how you do business? Actually, I've probably been one of the success stories with COVID because um, I actually started listening to my intuition a lot more because the distractions were taken away because um, all of a sudden I was in my own bubble I couldn't go out to see clients. You can't do your normal socializing. So a lot of the distractions that you normally have are kind of all taken away. And then I was able to go, you know what? I'm just going to put all of that energy into my business. And because I did that, I get, my intuition opened up so much more and I was able to kind of really allow that to steer me with a lot of opportunities that have landed in my lap in the last 12 months but also it's about always showing up for my clients so I am consistently consistently um, putting myself out there on social media making sure I'm in touch with my clients making sure that um, future clients and other people know that I exist and what I do and that I'm there for them so when you're always showing up for people that's when they get to form that relationship with you. That's when they get to know who you are. Because as coaches, nobody's going to buy, you know, on a cold call. Nobody's going to buy mm-hmm. my any healing package, tarot reading, nothing, because they don't know who I am. But with me showing up, doing what I do, but also maintaining that relationship with my clients, because my clients are my best sellers because of the kind words that they give me for, you know, how I've helped them and everything else. 
that in itself just recommends other people to me because they're like, oh, my God, you're really good because someone's whatever. So COVID has actually been really, really amazing for me. And it's just, as I said, completely opened me up to a new way. Well, not internet-based because I was always internet-based but just opened me up to a lot more opportunities because I started listening to my intuition and I started joining a lot more groups and putting myself out there to be part of this wonderful podcast so I never would have met you had I not you know <laughs> done the work that oh, I'm doing. thank you so, you know I, I have to say every single day is like wow okay this is brilliant I'm meeting amazing you know people each day I am with you on that, uh, and I'm really glad to hear about your success throughout the pandemic. A lot of folks have actually been able to hyper-focus or experience success with the pandemic because they've been able to adjust or pivot in some way that has ended up benefiting them. Uh, Like you, one of the positives that I find is that I have more community. I get to meet these individuals through various platforms that maybe before I might not have focused on or might have dove in as deep as I have. Uh, So to your point, these connections, being able to do a podcast recording, being able to provide the audience with information that they can use in their lives. That's awesome. And I think a lot of people, again, because they've been home, they've been listening to podcasts so much more, which is, you know, been absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm actually curious to see how things are going to pivot once more once we start to go back to a normal state. Well, I I think for you yourself and me, because we are online based, because we are more international and things like that, I actually am not seeing on an online basis that much of a change apart from, you know, growth. But on a, um, because I am based in the UK, but on a face-to-face basis, I'll be able to actually have um, healing and, you know, face-to-face readings, you know, more often, which is that I know I was actually just starting my healing business before COVID hit and I was solidly booked out for three weeks and I had to completely shut it down because, of course, we can't do any contact. Um But a lot of those people are saying that when things open up, they want to come and see me because they want to have the face to face. So from that point of view, it's yeah, it's going to be really good. But one thing COVID did help me do was take the healing and tarot readings virtually. Yes, that's that's a great point there, especially for a lot of coaches that might have been practicing face to face or brick and mortar. They have now find other ways to provide the same service or same product uh, just virtually. So it kind of forced a lot of us to think outside the box. I think 100 percent. And I think you have to. I mean, I'm not sure what it's like for the restaurants in your country, but all of the restaurants and little cafes and even the corner shops and things like that, they've all gone on Deliveroo. So you can order from their shops and get it delivered to your home. Whereas this time last year, none of that existed. Deliveroo was just based on takeaways. And all of a sudden, these little independent people have gone, I need to earn a living and keep myself open. And then they've gone on to the delivery service as well, which has been amazing that everybody has been pushed out of their comfort zone and really Mm -hmm. kind of 
got a lot more creative in how they can service their clients. Yes, necessity always breeds action. And, and like you, restaurants here have to take the same route. You can order, you know, a, a five course meal through a delivery service now, whereas before you couldn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they're like, our doors are open, but you can have home dining instead. So, yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. it's wonderful. I've I've loved seeing the changes that small businesses around me, you know, have done and how creative they've become. Mm-hmm. So, Ambila, I have to ask, uh, you talked about coming from a corporate structure and then at some point transitioning to launching your business. Can you share more about what that was and what prompted you to then pursue your current route? I always wanted, from the age of 19, I always wanted to have my own business at some point in my life. At 19, I just didn't know what it was going to be. So I kind of put it in the back of my um, head and just pursued um, the normal route. You know, you go to college, university, um, get a degree, go and get a job. And I did all of that, lived the corporate life, enjoyed it, you know, had so much fun. And then I got to a point in my life where I kind of started going, I think this is the point because I was traveling. I was a management consultant, so I was traveling all over the world. And I got tired of living out of a suitcase because it's literally Monday on a flight, Friday, you know, back, weekend, wash, clothes, Sunday, pack, Monday, the same again for five years, living in and out of hotels. And you get to a point where you kind of go, there's got to be more to life. And that there's got to be more to sitting on an airplane going somewhere else. And um, so I kind of made that decision, I think, around the time I was starting to hit 30, that this would be the time. So prior to that, I made sure I had a 12-month buffer, financial buffer, um, because I was aware that the business may not take off from day one. But I thought a year's buffer, that would be kind of good enough. So I saved up, ensuring I had that. And when I first started in business... It's so different now because there's so much information on the internet and stuff. And at that point, it wasn't. So there weren't that many networking groups that would be helping you in terms of learning about business. Everybody was about themselves. I have a business, but I'm not going to help you. You know, it's all about me kind of attitude. And I struggled. I'll be very honest in my journey. My journey was not a success to start with. I really struggled to get things off the ground and hence why it involved into becoming a serial entrepreneur because I was trying this business. Okay. Oh, that works. And I was trying that one and that works. And because I didn't understand I could do multiple, I was constantly shutting them down and then moving on to the next one. But in terms of transitioning from, um, if you are employed and in a corporate job or any job and you want to start on your own, then the best thing I would say is first of all, start doing the research, start connecting with people, because now online, everybody's available, start connecting to business groups, start learning about what it is that you want to get into or do. And if you have an idea, and you're already kind of on that journey, then again, make sure you have a support system that's around you. Because the reason why my business has grown is because I now have a support system around me that I did not have before in terms of business. Personal, of course, but they didn't understand what I was doing. 
And so get into joining groups, get into people who will understand, get into being with people who are one level above you, because they will be the ones who will be actually helping you as they've walked your path. If you're connecting with people who are on the same path as you, your journey will take 10 times longer because you're all making the same mistakes, trying to learn the same lessons, trying to you know work your way around. So connect with a few people who are just a level above, doesn't need to be 10 levels, just a level above you so that they can guide you and learn from you. I mean, you can learn from them because they're able to go, oh, yeah, I did that. Don't do that. Do it this way instead. And, um, yeah, that's really, really important. You're making my job so easy because you're sharing all of this juicy information. I don't even have to ask the questions. You're already <laughs> answering them. For those of you listening and watching, I really hope you're absorbing all these amazing tips, advice, and feedback that Amila is offering you. Thank you so much. <laughs> you are welcome. So segueing a little bit, tell us about your coaching, your offering. How does it work? Is it a program? It is a program. It's an eight-week long program. Well, eight modules. I, I shouldn't say eight weeks. It's eight-module program. And it's tailored to the person. So we go through um, workbooks, you know, so you get the logical, but because as you know, I am spiritual, so I work on a deeper level. I use insights in terms of seeing where you are blocked. So in terms of if there's any energy blockage or if there's a um, mindset kind of blockage, then I'm able to use my skills to kind of help you steer in the you know right direction. But from your from a client point of view, it is very deep work because you will be um, given a lot of exercises. You will be given a journey and pathway that you work through. But no client is the same. So even though there'll be a set of workbooks that will be similar for each client, there'll be a whole host that one client and another client will never see. So um very much tailored, but where you can get hold of it, I've got everything on my website. So it's um, easy plan. We have a call bi-weekly, so two calls every month where we you know, touch base, but then you get hold of me whenever you want in between and we have sessions and you know talks. So because a lot of the stuff that we go through, all the challenges and breakthroughs and everything come through after you've finished the session with me. So there's no point me saying to you, no, you only have one hour with me and that's it. Because it's through the break, it's when you're having your breakthroughs, that's when I need to be with you the most. That's when I need to be guiding you the most and holding your hand through it so that you can get through and pass that journey. So you have a lot of support throughout that whole time with me. And I also do one month extra support. So after we finish, you're not left all by yourself. It's not about, okay, I'm going to close the doors. I don't want to know you anymore. You still have contact with me. You're still able to reach me. But I kind of keep in touch with my clients anyway because I'm always checking up on them, making sure they're okay and stuff like that. So, yeah, so I always have that going Oh, on. my goodness. I love that. I love your model, and I love what you last mentioned, the aftermath. So many coaches, once the sessions are done or the program is done, it's like, okay, bye. 
But like you, I believe in keeping touch. So I also check in, like, hey, like, how are things going? You know, because it's not just about the coaching relationships, not just about getting business and revenue. It's about relationships. It's about genuine, authentic relationships, right? And so I love the fact that you also do that, that you check in on your clients after the fact. And they can check in with me. It's part of the deal as well. But I've made it part of the deal so that it makes it comfortable for them. Because me being a coach, I've been through lots of coaching programs myself. And literally, when I'm working with a coach, oh, my God, it's amazing. You're you're on a you know momentum, you're moving, things are happening, everything is changing, you're excited. And then all of a sudden, the program finishes. And you're like, what do I do next? Oh, my God, because what I've done as a coach is lead you down the path where literally you're, you're kind of at that starting. It's kind of like um, I've worked with you to open a shop. And then when you have your shop opening, I've abandoned you and said, go for it, you know, take care of it all yourself. And you're like overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. And you're like, okay, got the shop opening, but do I maintain the shop? How do I run the shop? What do I do? And And because I've been through that scenario myself and then I've fallen off the bandwagon in the sense that where I've accelerated up, I've gone down because I've not had that support. What is the point of giving and helping somebody when you're not then helping them with that little extra step to take them over the threshold and say, you know what, you're going to be okay," rather than Mm -hmm. just abandon them while they're still on a high And then go, oh, my God, I'm so overwhelmed. So I felt it was really important because I'd never had that. And Mm -hmm. um, being able to offer that to my clients, I I just thought it was really important. That is a really great point. And and I'm just going to throw this out there because maybe I'm trying to understand why some coaches uh, act in that capacity and why others don't. I have a background in IT information uh, technology as well as project management. And so with implementations, you don't just think about the implementation and the period of where you're executing. You think about what happens once the system is in place. How do we support and continue to maintain? So as a coach, it's very natural for me to say, okay, we've ended this part of our relationship. But what comes after is that support. Wow. I also have the IT background, so hence probably why I have that background and thinking as well. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. IT project manager. So (laughs) I'm probably, yeah, hence why all this automation and everything else, because, you know, that's how I think. But, Mm -hmm. But it is. It is important that if we follow that cycle, and I think the reason why some of the coaches don't follow through with it is because they're not aware of it. They... They follow the generic coaching um, path because I've worked with many coaches who, you know, as I said, got to that level and then I was abandoned because they're like, yep, you've had your cut off. Okay. And because that's the blueprint they followed from other coaches. So if they've been trained by coaches, then that's what they've got to know. And Mm -hmm. I think yourself and me, because we've experienced differently, but also experienced from our own, you know, how we felt when this happened to us, that we've gone, no, I, I, I don't want to do it to somebody else. You know, I want to mm-hmm. be there. But yeah, support, I think, is the most important thing. It's amazing how uh, those of us that have transitioned from corporate to becoming coaches, how that experience 
really influences and impacts how we engage as coaches. And obviously, like you, myself, we've gone through our certifications, accreditations, and education, but that is to educate you and give you knowledge. How you apply it, how you act on it should really be stemmed in who you are and the processes that you think work well for your coaching ability. Just following a blueprint, it's not going to take you anywhere. Create your own blueprint. I mean, follow, looking or referring to a blueprint is good, but mm-hmm. remember that your blueprint is always different to somebody else's. So if you see a blueprint and you think, ah, okay, I can use that, that would be valuable, then definitely go with it. But I've been there. I have tried step by step to follow somebody else's blueprint and then sat there crying at night going, why the hell is this not working for me? This is tried and tested. They've told me, they've given me everything. Why on earth is it not working for me? And then you realize why it's not working for you is because they're at a different level with regards to their growth and their journey. And, you know, I don't know their story. I'm just looking at the blueprint. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they've been through. So the reason why they're probably, you know, succeeding quicker is that I have don't have all the information. They're just giving me a snippet. They're not sharing everything. Mm -hmm. And um, so you've got to be careful when you're copying somebody else's blueprint, because you've got to remember you only get a snippet. You never get the whole story. Right. That's a really great point. You can refer to something, refer to their education, the blueprint, uh, methodologies, but ultimately we are all unique individuals with unique experiences and everyone's situation is not the same. Everyone's background experience is not the same. And so whatever you do, you have to tailor it to your own experience, not just copy it word for word. <laughs> yeah. Because then you're not being authentic, then you're not being you. You're, be, you're trying exactly. to be somebody else. So, mm-hmm. and it shows your clients see through yeah. that. So, yeah. And I can imagine work. in your social media experience, you've seen a lot of cookie cutters because I see a lot of cookie cutter yeah. uh, molded individuals in a box with similar content, yeah. uh, similar output. And it's just like. <laughs> but, but it's true. But in some ways you can't. I get frustrated with the cookie cutters. I'm I'm being completely honest, but then at the same time, I feel I can't be frustrated at them because they don't know any better. They're doing their best and trying to, you know, make something work. And this is the way they feel Mm -hmm. they need, you know, what they need to do to make it happen. And Mm -hmm. um, until they kind of let go and follow a different path, they're not going to know that actually that's never going to work. But I've been that cookie cutter Mm -hmm. because I tried to make something work not in terms of personality, but in terms of the working, you know, trying to mold my coaching to fit to be like somebody else's coaching because Mm -hmm. I thought, well, they're succeeding. So if I do a business coach, then I will succeed as a business coach. And because you don't have the passion, because you don't have the authenticity in connecting with the people, nobody wants to really work with you all the social media you're putting out there they can pick up on your energy I am you know I work extensively with energy now and they read that energy so even though you're sharing amazing knowledge they can actually tell she's just not engaged she's just not you know there's just something about her and and they'll never contact you it's not that they'll think bad of you or whatever but you're just not going to be in the forefront of their mind Mm mm-hmm 
And to your point, we all start that way. When you're a beginner, you don't have a foundation, anything you're building on. So you look at what else is out there. You take your education and you apply those things. But like a butterfly, you have to evolve out of your cocoon and make something your own so that it reflects who you are, what's in alignment with you, and in your particular journey. And remember, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. So if something you're doing already exists, as Evelyn was saying, take that, but make it your own. Do it in the way that you would do it. Don't do it in the way that Evelyn and I would do it, but do it in the way that you would do it. Use the language that people know you to use so that they're hearing your voice. They're not hearing my voice. They're not hearing Evelyn's voice. So it's really important to, yeah, don't reinvent the wheel because there's lots of wheels that exist, but use what you want and then adapt it to the way you work. Exactly. It has been so great learning from you, finding out more about your background, your history, how you transition, and getting all of these amazing tips that these entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs can put into action. So before I let you go, though, any last words of advice you want to provide or share with the audience? I would love to basically say, one, thank you so much for listening to me whenever um, you listen to this. But secondly, wherever you are in your journey, always, always, always celebrate it. Don't be hard on yourself because I think with regards to our journey, we get enough knocks, but be really, really accepting loving and know that you are enough that everything you do you are good enough already you don't have to get there you're already there and just yeah take care of yourself and love yourself and celebrate your amazingness I love that I love all of that that was well said guys I mean (laughs) if anything from here has resonated with you I definitely recommend that you reach out to her, get in touch. We're going to put all her details in the podcast details and the YouTube details. Definitely take a look because let me tell you, I'm a mindset coach and I'm an entrepreneur, but even I have found so much good in this conversation. So I'm sure that you have to. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) You are welcome. Thank you again for coming on here and sharing your expertise. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. You are welcome. All right, guys. So like I always say, preparation, accountability, execution, and resolve are keys to your success. Until next time. So as you know by now, we're all about informing and empowering women. Well, now there's the addition of the She Is Fab shop where there is empowered fashion, printables, journals, mugs, and face masks. Check it out at www.sheisfab.net. That way you can purchase something for the lady, woman, or girl in your life. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.